Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. Uh, Before we get started with the recording, a small announcement about the upcoming event in Malvern where I'll be interviewing guests for the podcast in front of a live audience. It's part of the Malvern Festival of Innovation and taking place on the afternoon of Wednesday the 6th of October 2021 at the Coach House Theatre. If you'd like to join as part of the audience, it's free to attend, but places are limited, so you'll need to register in advance. If you go to ttc.festival-innovation.com, which is a custom link for the podcast and takes you to the booking page, I'll pop that in the show notes. The festival itself runs from the 4th to the 9th of October, so check out some of the other events on the website while you're there. Okay, on to today's guest. Okay, after finishing a degree in teaching and travelling, she thought she would help her mum and dad promote the gin made by them and another farming family here in Herefordshire. Two years later, she's still helping and loving every minute. Penrose Spirits was born from a desire to utilise everything the farm has to offer. For many years, the founder, founders, sorry, Charlie and Dickie, had felt compelled to use the fruit that wasn't quite perfect enough for the supermarket. So a few years ago, on a sunny spring morning, Charlie was inspired by the cherry blossom and how he could use it to make something special. Their award-winning range now includes three gins, one liquor, a non-alcoholic... Sorry, one liqueur, I should say, shouldn't I? <laughs> a liquor. A non-alcoholic raspberry spirit and a honey-spiced rum. She is Harriet Williams of Penrose Spirits. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, very well, very well. Um, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for first having of me. all, no <laughs> pleasure. Uh, right, your website first of all is penrosspirits.co.uk. Yeah, www.penrosspirits.co.uk. Yeah, yeah cool, and that's P E N R H O S. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit complicated, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, needs a bit of spelling out, and uh, as I just ascertained, that is where the farm is. Yeah, so um, we're based in Kington in Herefordshire. Um, and Penrose is the name of our farm. Um, so it's got a Welsh name because originally we were in Wales, I think, I'm not sure, hundreds of years ago. Right, okay. And the um, border changed. I think it has something to do with the Offers Dyke Walk. Okay. And I might not be right, but yeah. it moved. So now, yeah, we're in England, but our whole road, our Penrose. So like Penrose House, Cottage, everything. Okay, it's quite right. confusing when you need to find us because everyone's called Penrose, <laughs> all with the same postcode. But yeah, so that's kind of where the name Penrose Gin came from. Uh, okay, gotcha. Okay. And you grew up on the farm, presumably? Yeah, so I grew up on the farm. So my bedroom window looks out on the distillery, okay. which used to be the old kind of where we'd rear the calves. Um, right. And then that got turned into a party barn for my, myself and my brothers. Nice. So it's quite <laughs> apt that it makes gin now because it's where we had quite a lot of alcohol and fun times when we were younger. Um, but yeah, so it's in the middle of the yard, literally in front of the house. Yeah. Um, but well, to be honest, the whole distillery is taking over Penrose, all the buildings. So Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's grown a lot. 
yeah it's definitely grown in the pandemic somehow it's grown um so we're constantly clearing different farm buildings to make storage or put the bottle bottling line in so yeah it's good right okay cool so um so you, you went off to uni and uh came back well went traveling yeah um i went well i went i did a ski season when i was 18 oh yeah where did you do that um in france in the three valleys okay so nice. i worked in a hotel um it was really fun hard work but yeah very yeah. Fun. yeah um, i did that as well did you good. yeah after uni yeah did it at uh, Le Desalp. oh yeah. yeah it's good isn't it yeah it was fun yeah but i could only handle one season yeah. <laughs> and you literally get paid nothing but <laughs> yeah. it is really good but then uh, there was a lot of people there my age and they were all going to uni right and um I'd previously decided I didn't want to go to uni. I just mm-hmm. didn't think it was for me. Right. But then panicked because everyone was going to uni and I didn't know what I was going to do when I got home. So I just applied to a load of unis um, to do, well, childhood studies, which is the step before teaching. Yeah. And Dad said to me, why don't you go and do um, a degree in food and agri-marketing? And I was like, why would I need that? I'm not going to market <laughs> any food or drink or anything. I'll be a teacher. Um, so then I went off to Aberystwyth to do that. Um, and actually, when I was there, I decided probably, actually, I don't want to be a teacher. Right, OK. Um, and then, so whilst I was in uni, Dad and Charlie started the gin. Um, so, yeah, the year, my last year of uni. So then in about the month before I finished uni, I started just going around the bars in Aberystwyth selling them the gin. Right, okay. The first time, I was so nervous. I had to get a friend <laughs> to come with me. It must have looked not very professional at all. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then, okay. yeah, then I've been to Australia and Asia, dipped in and out, but I yeah, guess yeah. that's the benefit of working for your mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously now, I think it's must be two years working solidly without a month off or anything right okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a busy two yeah. years okay so uh then did you wish you'd done agri-food marketing then? yeah basically <laughs> uh, it would have been i think it well, i don't know how much does a degree help but i'm sure it yeah. would have helped at least i would have known something about marketing instead I th- with the pandemic i think it's given me time to actually learn so i've been mm-hmm. like doing so many courses and YouTube has actually been really good learning, right. speaking to people on LinkedIn, just reading. Maybe I would have learned that at uni instead of having to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, there's so much out there, isn't yeah. there, now that you can learn for free. It's like, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. I think with my degree, like it was a lot of it was psychology based and we learned about how to deal with different personalities. Okay. So with sales I found you gauge what a person's like pretty quick and then mm-hmm. you kind of work on how to speak to them if they want you to just get out quickly tell them what they need to know and go or some people really like you to sit there and talk them through everything uh, okay. really understand right. and I think my degrees helped with that somewhat but yeah apart from that not not really just uh, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty useful skill though to yeah, be able to sort of work so. out the person yeah um we learned a lot well mainly about how your upbringing affects you that hasn't really worked with my job but <laughs> i think yeah you do you you learn pretty quick how a person wants to be spoken to and i think i did learn about that in my degree 
right, which was okay. really interesting actually. What are some examples then of people that you've you've gone to sell to and you've oh. sort of worked out? Well, I think uh, <laughs> some people like to talk about themselves straight away, uh-huh, and then you know yeah. to ask them about themselves, and then they'll like you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, or some people that you can tell are busy, so just say what you've got to say. I don't, I don't know. How do you, how do you kind of, um, like if you've got someone like that, you still obviously want to achieve the sale. So how do you kind of, you know, get them? I mean, do you, do you change what information you give them, or how yeah. how do you make sure that even though they're busy, that you kind of get through to them? I think yeah, the key thing is when you're trying to sell a product is get them to taste it. Okay. Yeah. Um, or I think generally when you leave a sample somewhere, that sale is lost. If right. you need them to try it in front of you. And generally, I find with our gin, once they've tried it, they are impressed, and then it's right. easier to get the sale. But um, yeah, just get them to try it really quickly, give them the prices, and then hope they say yes. I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But you just yeah, you've got to go through the whole process a lot quicker than you would do. Yeah. With someone else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Makes sense. So is that what your your role mostly is going around and selling? Oh. Yeah, my role is, yeah, literally everything. <laughs> so I guess my day begins, I do all the deliveries, sort any pub orders, wholesalers, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, sales, marketing, social media, PR. Um, yeah, just everything, <laughs> really, because there's only the five of us. I should probably mention everyone, really. There's, yeah. So my mum and dad and Charlie and Kate, so they're the two fruit farmers, farming families. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my dad and Charlie are the farmers. Um, mm-hmm. They distill the gin, bottle it. We have recently actually got someone in to do the distilling and bottling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mum's sort of in charge of accounts, answers the phone. Okay. Um, and Kate, who is Charlie's wife, does the sales and the marketing as well. And then I just kind of do Everything else. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's yeah, basically. So your dad and Charlie were farming together before, or they just knew each other? Yeah, so they've known each other their whole lives. I think they've played rugby together. Their like, parents were friends. Yeah. And basically, we're higher than um, Charlie's farm, so we can have fruit later in the year. So okay. farming knowledge coming out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um. They must have been discussing it one day and thought, well, let's go in, into business together. Right. So they grow um, cherries and blueberries together. Okay. And apples. Um, so that's how the, I, that must be maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they grow the fruit together. And then I think with fruit, there is a, a huge amount of waste. Right. Um, because the supermarkets only accept kind of the best grade because um, mm-hmm. that's what people want, I guess. The cherries that are the perfect shape, size, colour, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted to make something that would... I don't like to call it waste because it still tastes amazing, but we call it the wibbly-wobbly fruit. <laughs> so it still tastes amazing, but maybe it's too long or too fat or something. Right, OK. Um, so they looked into cider, but obviously, you know, Herefordshire is... It's pretty decided, saturated. Yeah, the cider capital. <laughs> Yeah. And then they basically started making gin. So Charlie got this little still 
and just started experimenting with different flavours. And the first thing they wanted was a blueberry gin. Okay. But I actually found it was really hard because for us it was important that the fruit was the main thing. But then we actually found that to create a London dry with our blueberries in made it super smooth. Okay. So, right. um, yeah, that's how we kind of came up with our London dry. But I can't right. give too many secrets away. No, no, But, no. yeah, the blueberries <laughs> are a key... We think that's what makes our London Dry extra special. Right, Our wibbly-wobbly blueberries, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so it's kind of born out of, like, uh, seeing all that waste and then yeah. sort of working out what you could do with it. Yeah, I mean, we also use the cherry blossom. Oh, um, right. So that would just, you know, fall off and be gone. But we yeah. um, use that in our gin, and we also use our own honey. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's basically, once you use everything that the farm has to offer and never have to get rid of anything right um, okay yeah basically oh, cool how do you collect cherry blossom <laughs> well you just i guess you just, just stand under it and <laughs> yeah and pick it off yeah right, <laughs> they obviously okay. have massive um buckets of it and it's it it looks really pretty actually yeah yeah it smells yeah. good yeah okay yeah all right so so um you kind of came out you said you, you last year of uni they started doing it what, yeah. what time frame is this, or three, four years ago? So we sold our first bottle in December 2018. Okay. But the process began, I think, 2016. Yeah, It took right, ages. Okay. It's so complicated, like is it? designing the bottles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it took like six months just to get the right colour of blue because <laughs> blue on paper to blue on glass is a different blue. Okay, and there's so many blues. Right, and yeah. then you put it on cardboard, it looks different again. And the whole yeah. thing, something that I've learned, is you know having your brand colour, people recognising that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that took ages, and I obviously had to get a still. Yeah. Um, which I think we got from Amsterdam. So we've got a copper still, which is called Connie. <laughs> and we named it after my great-granny, because she was the one that used to rear all the cows in that shed. Right, so okay. Yeah, it's quite oh, cool. cool. It's a bit heritage, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it took about two years just just deciding the bottle took I mean I wasn't really involved so much in this process but just go and look at different bottles it's mind-blowing yeah, yeah we wanted one that was easy to pour right yeah. um I, I don't like a Hendrix bottle for example you literally have to get two hands on mm-hmm. to pour um which isn't very practical say for bars mm-hmm. whereas ours is long and easier to pour okay and we wanted sprayed bottle, no label. So that was complicated. Yeah, and yeah. Then originally we had black writing, and then when it went on the bar, the writing disappeared. So okay. we had to turn to white writing. <laughs> it's just all these things. All these things you don't think of. Yeah, isn't it? the amount that I've learned in two years is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when I knew honestly nothing from day one to. I feel like I could write a book about all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe through. you should one day. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's crazy all the different. It is just a learning curve every day. Mm. Um, I guess it's been a pretty steep learning curve for your dad and Charlie as well, then, because yeah, I mean, massively. there's not so much branding and things in, in farming, I guess, no, beforehand. No. Maybe a little bit, but not, uh, yeah, not I guess, to the same extent. Yeah, I guess they're lucky that mum and Kate are quite creative and there to lend a hand. And we did use a marketing agency to begin with before mm-hmm. I came back. And I actually find it really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, we've recently had our Instagram hacked. Oh, right. Um, which, so we've got about, well, I've got just over 11,000 followers. And just from that, I've seen a decline in online sales. So, like, you can really see how the two work together and actually how important something like Instagram can be for your business. Okay, because, it, yeah, right, okay, because you, you haven't been able to use Instagram. Yeah, and so, so you're your sales not kind have of promoted. Like, I don't know, on a Friday night, someone might see, like, I used to make gin and tonics on there and show people how to make cocktails. They might see me making that cocktail and think, oh, I really want that gin. Yeah, and yeah. then buy it all. Um, so it's hard to sort of um, track that sort of thing as well, isn't it? Really, to measure yeah. it. I, I mean, you have analytics and stuff that you can yeah. look at, and I, I can see on there that the customers coming in through social media has dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just things like that that you don't even really think about until it's actually happened to you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Have you got yeah. back in now? To no. the oh, really? No, it's oh, been about no. two months now. Oh, no. It's honestly a nightmare. What <laughs> do you have to do? You have to get in touch with Facebook? And uh, yes, Facebook and Instagram, but they just don't reply, so... Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope, hopefully yeah. by the time this goes out, you're back I on. I hope so, yeah. I was just going to say, oh, you didn't give me an Instagram link, yeah. but that probably explains yeah, it. Yeah, as I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, okay. So uh, most of your sales, apart from that, are kind of like word of mouth and, and you going around to, yeah. to bars um, and things. And we've got lots of great wholesalers now mm-hmm. um, that um, help promote and can get it out all over the UK, which is really good. We've got right, an amazing yeah. one. Um, they're called Templeton's down in Wales and then Hobson's Brewery, Craft. There's probably should name them all now but there's (laughs) some really good ones um which help because to begin with we tried delivering it all ourselves basically just running around like crazy fools trying to get bottles here there and everywhere actually it wouldn't it just doesn't work you need the wholesaler to distribute it for you Mm -hmm. and they help get your name out if you get in a catalogue or I think okay. with gin, that, that's kind of the challenging thing is there's just so many gins. Right. There's yeah, just, it's pretty popular now, like isn't gin? it? <laughs> Are you a gin person? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I drink much, uh, but I, I do like a, yeah. a gin and tonic. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's just, just so many and it's like competing against kind of the big boys who can sell their gin cheaper, give away glassware. Yeah, so how do you differentiate yourself then by telling your story? Yeah, I think the story that we've got is, I I don't know if there's many other people that actually grow their own botanicals and they're trying to reduce their waste, Mm -hmm. better the farm. We're Mm -hmm. like, we genuinely are a real family business. (laughs) And I do think our gin is great. And I think we're lucky that our apple and elderflower gin, there isn't, another one out there I don't think mm-hmm. so that's in comparison right. to a London dry that I, I bet there's thousands and thousands yeah. <laughs> um so that's good and our honey spice rum that's because we've got our own bees that's a big story and well we're obsessed with bees at the moment <laughs> a few weeks ago I actually went to the hives and um when I looked at them all working, and it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, it is, isn't it? it I've, is. I've seen that the Three Counties show, they have like a beehive oh, really? tent, and they have like a, 
a sort of cross section, you know, with all the bees in there. It's yeah. got like a glass yeah. front to it, and it is it's amazing crazy. what goes on, isn't it? Yeah, I learned so much because I put the suit on, and then our beekeeper was like, "Just relax." And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be relaxed. <laughs> then they all were just in my face, and you're literally just trying not to swat them. But then you do relax. Right. Then he was getting all of the, getting them out and showing me, and found the queen. Yeah. And we actually found that one of the hives didn't have a queen. Right. Okay. Which was not good, obviously. So then we had to. Is that when they go off and swarm and go and find a new place? S- is that? So yeah. So they can either leave the hive, I think, or they just basically nothing really happens they just live in there um and basically the, i think the queen only the queen can create new bees right okay so yeah, yeah it's it's really it's very interesting uh got to eat honey straight out of the hive as well oh, nice. I accidentally took a massive bite of the um of the honeycomb the, 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 what, to make candles oh the wax <laughs> the wax <laughs> <laughs> massive um bite of wax which wasn't so good but yeah, no, it was really interesting. And I th- we're basically hoping to get more hives, maybe yeah. plant some wildflowers, and then give 1% of our gin profits back to the bees. Uh, okay. So, because right. without the bees, we wouldn't have a fruit farm. We wouldn't have the gin. Mm. wouldn't really be anything. They're so important. What, as in sort of reinvest it in yeah, getting just keep, more hives? Yeah, getting more hives, things. doing things that help the bees. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love them. I want to get lots of brightly coloured painted hives all around the farm, each <laughs> named after each gin. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I love them. They're really cool. But my dad is highly allergic to bees and wasps. Oh, really? So it's <laughs> not, not a job for him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I guess you, you just you have to get used to getting the odd bee sting if you're uh, um, Yeah. Beekeeper. Yeah, well, the beekeeper just got stung on the hand, literally flicked it off like nothing had happened. <laughs> but then I think you have to, I swear he put vinegar on it or something. Oh, yeah, to neutralise Because, it. and then once other bees smell the bee sting, they then want to sting you or something. Oh, really? That might not be right, but it was something like that. Right, um, okay. Something weird. So he was trying to be careful to not get stung again. I guess they see you as like an attacker yeah, or something and they all go after you. It would, it, but um, like the when he was, this is quite a cool fact actually. Yeah. When they go in with the smoke, it's basically to make the bees think that there's a fire. Okay. So then they eat as much honey as they possibly can, to like to think that they've got a flea, so they need to have a full belly. Right. And then they're basically like drunk on honey and really right. dozy, so they're less likely to sting you. Oh. Right. <laughs> That's what he told me. Whether, that seems like quite, true quite convoluted, doesn't it? But yeah, they when we first opened the hive, they were really chilled out. They, you could li- see them really eating the honey. Yeah, then after yeah. about 20 minutes, they started flying about and obviously getting a bit irritated by us being there. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was quite a cool fact, actually. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, when you were growing up on the farm, then uh, I guess they were just farming uh, farming fruit yeah so we've had sheep and cows and all sorts i always loved sheep um i just loved growing up on a farm yeah i'm yeah. very outdoorsy right um, yeah. and i've got my two brothers so we would just go off you know causing havoc to be honest <laughs> um sitting on a tractor with dad my yeah. granddad yeah no it was really nice childhood very yeah. lucky yeah, yeah i've really appreciated it in the last 
oh, what was it, 18 months with yeah. COVID because, well, we could just walk wherever. Mm. I mean, we were very busy making hand sanitizer while everyone else was furloughed, but at least I could go for a nice walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So so when that all kicked off, yeah, you, you sales dropped off a cliff, I'd imagine, and then you yeah. thought we could make some hand sanitizer. Well, yeah, our business completely changed, to be honest. So the the pubs kind of well, obviously just stopped. Mm. Farm shops thrived. So mm. we spent our time looking after them, doing what we could to help them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then um, we got together with Sue from Celtic Marches, mm-hmm. um, Cider, Brandon Herefordshire. Yeah. And we provided the ethanol. Then they created it, bottled it. And then I would drive over, fill up my car with as much hand sanitizer as possible. <laughs> and I think I phoned every school dentist, doctor in Herefordshire. Right. <laughs> um, to see if they wanted hand sanitizer. But it was a bit of a nightmare because the bottles and tops and everything just skyrocketed in right, price. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone wanted pumps because understandably it's easier mm-hmm. to pump, but they were about £15 per pump. Well. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was the weirdest time ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really good. And it was actually nice to phone up and feel like you were helping someone by providing them with hand right. sanitizer rather than trying to sell them gin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good. It kept us really, really busy. Yeah, did that sort of bridge the gap? Though? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we were so lucky. It was sunny as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so just sell, sit outside, sell hand sanitizer in the sun. So how quickly did you figure out how to make hand sanitizer and get it yeah, bottled up? Yeah, I was asking mum about this before. It all seems like a blur. I think we started selling it at the end of April. Right, So okay. luckily Sue came up with the recipe and sorted all of that out. Mm-hmm. And we wanted aloe vera in it to make it nicer on your hands. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was the end of April um, that we started getting it out there. But yeah, the only okay. thing now is we've got loads left. So if anyone wants any hand sanitizer, <laughs> to come. Yeah, let us know. Free bottle of hand, was, hand sanitizer yeah, with every gin yeah. purchase. <laughs> there was such a demand for it. And then now, obviously, all the big guns have come out and put in massive plants. And there's, you know, well, yeah. it's just normal again, I guess. People don't want it like they did. Yeah, yeah, I guess I remember going like to that, the supermarket before lockdown hit and you couldn't buy soap or anything yeah <laughs> um and then now there's just yeah we've got loads of hand sanitizer and loo rolls that seems like ages ago now doesn't know, it the kind yeah. of loo roll shortage and so long people ago. like panic buying loo roll <laughs> yeah. what was that all about <laughs> oh, that's funny, yeah. cool okay so um can i ask you about the gin making process because i don't really yeah, like, know sure. anything about it so um i mean dad and charlie are the experts yeah on yeah this. yeah you can phone a friend if yeah. the questions get too hard. <laughs> I tend to sit back and watch and then sell it. <laughs> but basically, we have a copper still, okay. um, so it can do about 250 bottles at a time. Okay. And it's not easier to describe when it's in front of you, but yeah, it's, yeah, quite, it's taller than me. It's taller than me. And basically, so for our London Dry, we have about 15 botanicals. So you've got our blueberries, cherry blossom, our honey, and then kind of the standard... Um, rose petals, hibiscus, that sort of thing. Right, okay. So they all go in there um, with ethanol, which is alcohol, and mm-hmm. it goes, it sort of 
runs for about eight hours, roughly. And you um, have to make the ethanol, or do you like... So we, at the moment, we're buying the alcohol in, but yeah, right, we'd okay. like to potentially in the future make it out of our wheat. Uh, okay. We've also got um, crops on the farm. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a few years down the Bit line. Down the line, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it... And then it comes out at about sort of 86%, somewhere around there. It is seriously strong. Yeah. Um, when it's kind of the process is going, it, it the distillery smells amazing. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so to make our London dry, you have to then bring the ABV down. Mm-hmm. So we then mix it with our own water, distilled water, okay. right. um, to get it to 40.5, which is what... Um, what our London dry is but so for it to be a London dry um it has to nothing can be added to the gin once it's left the still apart from water okay it's like I don't know if you've noticed like most gin brands will have a London dry but they could have a hibiscus London dry but so the main botanical is the hibiscus but it's just a London dry so what makes it the London dry sorry so nothing can be added once it's come out of the still other than water but it could be so it's a botanical gin. So it's kind of sense. a pure, yeah. yeah, the purest yeah. one. So then our rhubarb can't be called London Dry because we add the rhubarb juice after. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so that's kind of the difference. Um, and then we've got our liqueur, so that's our London Dry. Then we add blueberry juice to bring it to 20%. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it tastes amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's kind of in simple terms the process. Okay, so um, effectively you kind of get all the botanicals and you 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 put them in with the the ethanol. Yeah. To sort of give it the f- yeah. flavor. Yeah, and they yeah they extract the flavor basically. And then it comes out and you add some water yeah. and this is simplified obviously. It's Very more yeah. Complicated yeah, than that, I mean there's a lot more to it. Dad yeah. and Charlie do an excellent job, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we, because we've also got a non-alcoholic one as well. Oh, right. So a lot of people make it with alcohol and then take the alcohol away. But we actually make a distillate, which is quite hard to do because the alcohol is what extracts the flavour. So we're making a distillate with water. Okay. So loads of junipers, which is the gin Mm -hmm. flavour. And then we add um, raspberry juice after. Um, So... Yeah, that one is really quite hard to make. Um, yeah, yeah. But what does it taste like then? Good. Non-alcoholic? Can you tell yeah. the difference? Or? I mean, it's hard to make water taste like alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think we have achieved the alcoholic feel. I think if you have it over loads of ice with the right tonic, some mm-hmm. raspberries or blueberries or mint and you're outside in the sunshine enjoying it, it's going to feel like a nice drink. Right, But okay. if you had it maybe with a bit of warm lemonade... <laughs> yeah, not so much. Yeah, I think <laughs> a lot about, um, I find, with alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks is all about the theatre behind it. Yeah, You're yeah. making a nice drink. If you've just got one little piece of ice and it's a bit warm, it's not going to be as good as... Yeah, right. Okay. And a good tip, mm-hmm. more ice in your glass your drink will stay cooler and stronger for longer because it will dilute less. So people think like, oh no, not too much ice okay. because they think it's just going to ruin the drink, but actually it makes the drink better. Is so that because you're filling the, gla- the yeah, volume so with yeah. ice instead of with... Yeah, so um, it's, there's more ice in there, so it's staying colder 
for longer. Yeah. So if you just put one piece in, it's just gonna turn yeah. the water pretty quick, and but then your drink's diluted. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Good tip. Yeah. How nice. many pieces of ice then? A whole glass for? Yeah, as much as you can, I think. Really? More ice, the better, yeah. And then what, you pour the gin over, over the, the ice? Over the ice, yeah. Okay. You got, oh, you got there already. And then, right, okay. <laughs> then your favourite tonic or lemonade or whatever you love to okay, drink it with. a bit thirsty now. Yeah. <laughs> it is Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, and it's gone past 12 o'clock, so. Yeah, true. Probably. Mind you, your, your time frame must be a bit, you must have to start tasting early. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we <laughs> were You're like, it's past eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to drink gin. When we were making the apple and elderflower and kind of deciding how strong to go on the apple or the elderflower, it would literally be how Seven and Dad would be like, everyone in, we need to <laughs> taste, see which one you prefer. And then that's quite funny. And when spend the rest of the day, like, yeah, half yeah. <laughs> And then creating cocktails and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think in lockdown, having a drink definitely got earlier and earlier. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it is it is particularly hard when you have a distillery not to want a drink as well. Yeah, it, yeah. You're surrounded by it all day, talking about gin and tonic all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like it, either, it would either turn you completely off it, I think, or you just love it. It's not that I'm an alcoholic or anything of the sort. <laughs> but <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what's what's it like working with mum and dad then? Uh, Bearing in mind they might listen to this. Yeah, Be careful. Uh, um, <laughs> I, even though Sounds they might like listen, I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm really lucky. I think they are just generally very easy going, to be honest. Yeah. Um, my two brothers are there as well uh, on the farm. So, right, cool. Um, I did move out actually in... February, so it's not as intense. Lockdown was very intense, not <laughs> leaving and working together the whole time. But yeah, I think we've had one fallout the whole time. Wow, that's which, pretty impressive. Yeah, um, our mum and I sit next to each other all day, every day. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, no, I love it. And the same with Charlie and Kate, actually. They're basically like second parents. I probably yeah. speak to them just as much, probably drive them mad, actually, asking them questions. <laughs> I think they're on holiday at the moment, and I'm still messaging them, like, what do you think of this? <laughs> or, um, but, yeah, we all work really well together. I, I love imagine. it. I couldn't imagine working for anyone like anyone else as a child I always wanted to work for dad as really, right, really I think just because I'd seen my dad work with his dad yeah I was gonna say I guess it's been a generational yeah, thing ev- isn't it? everyone in my family is a farmer pretty much yeah. so it's just normal to work at home yeah yeah when um covid broke out and everyone started working from home mm. they were like oh it's so hard I can't and I'm like <laughs> it's, it's not though I think we are lucky we have got an office and it's more I guess it feels more like work. I'm not sat around the kitchen table. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love it. And just the, I guess there's the freedom of it, but there's also the tie. If mm. I want a few days off, there's no one there to do my work. <laughs> yeah. I could give it to mum, but like we went on holiday together and then it's like, so who's going to dad? But yeah, hopefully the more we grow, we'll start employing more people yeah yeah so i mean is the kind of intention to because presumably you don't want to grow too much because you're using the fruit from the farm and everything so you're kind of limited by that but then that makes it more boutique so is that the kind of direction yeah we have this discussion a lot like how how much do you grow Mm. um and to be honest that's 
well, we're still discussing it now. Um, <laughs> I think While you're growing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I th- uh, we've kind of got to the point where maybe we're limited with our bottles, which is oh, right. something. What, just being able to, to get learn. hold of bottles? Yeah, um, it's a nightmare to get hold of bottles and things like that. So maybe we'll look at kind of changing the bottle. I don't know, this is all right, up in okay. the air, but... I think for me, I just want to keep growing as much as we can, mm. and all five of us are really invested in it. And yeah. I think I, well, I feel proud of what we've achieved yeah, so yeah, far. Sure. Um, when yeah, it's two farmers. Mum ran B and Bs, and Kate was a chiropodist. Yeah. <laughs> I well think done. that's the right Pronounced word. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I yeah, think. I had to degree and looking after children none of us really knew what we were doing and then <laughs> we seem to have created quite a nice business yeah yeah so yeah it's exciting isn't yeah, it yeah it is really exciting it's a bit relentless never stops yeah yeah um, sure. our group chat will probably end at about 11 o'clock at night and someone's <laughs> on there at five o'clock in the morning with another idea right okay um, yeah but i think for now we need to focus on the bees i'd really like harriet's Penross honey. That's my next thing. Oh, yeah? <laughs> my own honey. Nice. Um, Harriet's honey. Yeah. yeah it's, got a it's got a ring. Good ring. It? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people always want new products all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, why are the glass bottles so difficult to get hold of then? Are they just in very high demand? I don't, that is a good question. I don't know. Dad would probably know the answer. So, our little miniature, we have these 5CL ones. There's yeah. an eight month wait. Wow. We only have five, I think we have 500 left, which isn't wow. many at all. So we're now yeah. having to look at a different bottle. Right. Okay. It's just um, all these things that are, you just don't really see coming around the corner. Especially like Dad always says with farming, if you order feed or something, the next day it's there. When it right. comes to this, the kind of spirits world, it's like, we will have to wait 18 months for this <laughs> lid. You're like, why? <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I, we've learned that along the way. Make sure you order things yeah, really yeah. far in advance. You've got to balance that sort of yeah. thing of not having too m- not over buying, but yeah. um, making sure you've got enough. Yeah, and then my dad always says to me, you've got to know your costings. So that's something I'm learning, my costings. Because oh, yeah. I, I get overexcited and will order about 5,000 boxes that are... And then he's like, what are you going to use these for? And I'm like, um... Um, then I have to look at my costings. Okay. <laughs> but I think these are things you learn. Which yeah, I am yeah. learning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, I like it. It's uh, a good sort of, yeah, interesting how it's like such a, a, a change in direction mm. that no one really expected. <laughs> no, I know. Honestly, I, I always say if you said to me when I was, I don't know, in year seven, you're going to work at home in your barn making gin with mum and dad you, you just wouldn't believe it <laughs> i just think it's ridiculous but no i love it i do really i it is amazing it, it's really cool when i go out and i see our gin on the bar or my friends are drinking it or mm, yeah, um, yeah yeah or like what is weird though through instagram i'll meet someone and it's like they know me right yeah. because they've <laughs> seen me making drinks or whatever and they're like oh hi harry and i'm like God, do I know you? Panicking in the mouth, seeing you on Instagram. I'm like, oh, have you? <laughs> that is a weird one. 
So um, do you, when you still had access to your Instagram yeah. account, then you were sort of, one of the things you were doing was going on and making yeah. sort of cocktails and things. So it? yeah, between cool. Kate and I, um, we did yeah little cocktail recipes and how to serve the perfect G and T. So I feel lots of people right. maybe don't actually know how to do that. Yeah. Um, is that what we've just discussed, yeah. or is there more to it? Yeah, no, that's about it. That's really. about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the right garnish for the right gin. Uh, that's okay. a good one. All right. Um, that's a good tip, actually. Whatever gin you've got, look at the botanicals in there. Mm-hmm. And for your garnish, so our London Dry goes really well with blueberries because there's blueberry already in there, so it okay. brings out the blueberry flavour. Right, Whereas okay. if you add lemon to our London Dry, it completely alters the flavour. Okay. Yeah, that's a right. good tip. Is, so yeah. it's like Hendrix, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really bigging up Hendrix in this, but they um, <laughs> their cucumber goes really well because their main botanical is cucumber. Right, okay. Yep. So okay. I think a lot of places just oh, stick lemon in. Mm-hmm. But actually, I bet if lemon was in Hendrix, it wouldn't taste good. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to pay more attention. Yeah. I have to say, like, yeah, I, I'm probably just a... Add a bit of lemon yeah, bit of kind lemon, of person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, that is quite a good tip. Um, our rhubarb, oh yeah. orange, it yeah. actually makes it amazing. I mean, right, it's amazing okay. already, but once you add a slice of orange, the sweetness in it just picks up the rhubarb. Right, okay. That's probably my favourite. I love nice. the rhubarb. So do you get really <laughs> mad if you go to a bar and they just yeah. add a slice of lemon yeah, to your gin? <laughs> like. Yeah, um, and then I'm quite bad for being like, Oh, just to let you know, and it's some poor girl just trying to give me my food, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can just teach them. Just yeah, go and yeah. do bar training or things like that. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Just before um, we went into lockdown, actually, I did a staff training in Cheltenham, and right. it was kind of the first ones that I'd ever done and I was really nervous because it was this really nice cocktail bar <laughs> and they probably knew way more about drinks than I did I turned up and there was about 40 people sat <laughs> sat waiting for me to do this training yeah and I well it was awful I was so scared um, <laughs> I managed to do it and then yeah about a week later we we're in lockdown just as I'd got my uh right yeah on my stride with that but yeah these are all things I didn't know a part of the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff like that, isn't it? Because it's, you know, properly outside of your comfort zone. And, it, um, yeah, it was really scary, but I really enjoyed it. But I then like, you get through. I can talk, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. talked your way through it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's cool. I like it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good thing to do on Instagram to get followers and kind of build a bit of community yeah. around it, I suppose. Yeah, I think people like... Especially, it was a massive thing in lockdown as people were making cocktails and experimenting yeah, with things sure. like that. Um, and I love, I love making cocktails. Go on um, then. What's the what's your, what's the cocktail recipe of choice? Uh, so my favourite <laughs> is the bees knees. Okay. Because I love bees, um, which is honey, yeah. lime, and gin. And that's it. Shaken oh, right. into a glass. Honey, you can't lime. have too many. No, it can I can go very it's badly Pretty wrong. much just straight gin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a really good one. Um, or just like a bramble, that's a good one. That involves gin and liqueur, also very strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like anything really. Good espresso martini. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. actually made that with gin for Halloween two years ago, and yeah. um, they were super strong. <laughs> <But> really good. <laughs> I love those. 
but yeah I wouldn't really say no to any cocktails I don't think so when you have like a stressful day at work is it pretty much well, <laughs> gin and tonic I try in. not to <laughs> must be pretty tempting yeah I went through when I moved out into my new house got all excited and was my boyfriend and I were like oh let's have a drink every night and we're like well, we can't do this this is not good <laughs> at all <laughs> Um, yeah. No, try not to do that. It's a bad habit, isn't it? Yeah. To drink yeah. when you're stressed. Yeah, yeah. What about, I mean, in the office, it must be acceptable to have yeah, a product have a tasting. Yeah, exactly. Try. I'm product tasting, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. and that was a thing at one point when we were making cocktails and stuff, um, testing it, but you just wouldn't drink it all, I think. That's right. a fun thing on the shoot days. Yeah. Um, I need to have a driver so you could drink all the drinks yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah <laughs> all done. your photographs are like wonky <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i've done a few shoots for um well like the, the hop shed yeah and um oh, yeah, I saw your graph. those are ones when we yeah when we we have to pour them out some of them you don't have to pour because they're just bottle shots but mm. um those ones you have to pour so you know <laughs> You end up with quite a bit yeah. <laughs> that needs drinking. But I like the hop shed. What can you do? Yeah, it's good stuff, isn't mm. it? Yeah. yeah Shout out good. to the hop yeah. shed. <laughs> um, so w- w- why do you think gin's like got so popular in the last few years? That's something I've never quite understood. Oh, that's it suddenly really, just that seemed to really like just question. go crazy, didn't it? With yeah, gin? I think. Well, it tastes good, and I think it's the fact that you can make any flavour. Right. So I guess like to someone that loves rhubarb, there's, yeah. there's that option. Um, but yeah, I, d- I think also there's like a there's literally like a gin society. Right. Okay. Um, and people that are obsessed with gin, and I think that is how it started. Like I meet people that are gin collectors that won't open the bottles. Right. But they have a room in their house just for gin. Right. <laughs> or yeah, oh I've got a hundred gins at home. Um. There's, like, on Instagram, there's people called um, ginfluencers. Right, like okay, Influencers yeah. with gin, and yeah. they just talk about gin. And some of them have got, like, hundreds of thousands of followers. <laughs> um, yeah, I, d- I, I do, th- and it's quite cool, isn't it, to have a gin and tonic? Yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. drink gin and tonic when, when I first started drinking. Everyone's like, ooh, that's disgusting. Why do you drink that? Um, but then now it's really cool. Um yeah, I do think it's the whole flavour thing, but uh, it's weird that it never took off the vodka. Yeah, yeah. But now you've got, like, the rum movement coming in. Oh, is that right? It's, like, these crazy rum flavours. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Sounds and then, the, like, the non-alcoholic thing. Like, yeah. that hit sort of last year. They said, they said that had been coming for a while, and then we brought out our non-alcoholic gin, and then they're everywhere. You right. can get non-alcoholic rum, non-alcoholic tequila. Why you would want non-alcoholic <laughs> tequila, I don't know. But yeah, it's all the all the pain and yeah. horribleness of <laughs> yeah. something without any of the benefit. But the horrible taste. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's. I I do. That's a difficult question. I don't know where it's come from, but it's definitely here, and hopefully it stays. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I yeah. think people carry on drinking gin. Yeah, I think so. It's um. I, I quite like when you drink like a nice spirit like that you get in a way you get less of a hangover don't you than yeah they say unless so. you have loads but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think there's something about the kind of purity of it that yeah. just doesn't mess with your head so yeah much. um yeah i think so and just i guess it's like anything the better the quality 
hopefully the better it is for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously ours is distilled with love and care. Yeah, it all helps, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> ah, cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah, we're coming up for um, nearly 50 minutes. Oh, believe goodness, it or not. really? Yeah, I know. Um, you are at penrossspirits.co.uk. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, which is P-E-N-R-H-O-S. <laughs> yeah. And you're on LinkedIn yourself, yeah. so people can connect with you on there. Yeah. Harriet Williams, if they want to. Or Charlie Turner. He's a lot more interesting than me. Charlie Turner, <laughs> I just okay. share his stuff. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, but if they want to like order some gin for their bars and Yeah, pubs definitely. And Get in touch. Or home, give you a shout. And you can yeah. buy it on your website, I yeah, think. Yeah, you can buy it on our website. Or if you want prices, just drop us an email. Harriet at yep. penrosspirits.co.uk. Cool. And you got a, yeah, you've got a company LinkedIn uh, page and everything yeah, as well. Yeah. What's the best for you? I guess it's Instagram in terms of sales and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> Pretty <was>. much. <laughs> and Facebook, I guess. Sorry, I'll stop mentioning yeah. Instagram. <laughs> it's a sore point. I'm gonna go out of here crying about Instagram. What about any of the others like the TikToks and all of that? Oh, Have you uh, got into I'm too old for TikTok, I think. <laughs> no, I haven't got into that. Um I'd never even thought about it. Can you? I don't know if you can promote alcohol on there. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought um, so. Yeah, I don't no, think they're too picky, are they? No, probably <laughs> not. No, I haven't got into TikTok to be honest. I think you get sucked in there, don't you? And then yeah, spend it's definitely a time your whole suck, life yeah. on it or something. <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to be. I mean, I don't know if we've missed the bandwagon already, but it's supposed to be like pretty good. Yeah. In terms of. You know, reach and everything. Okay, right. Organic reach. I need to yeah. look into that. There you go. Um, Job for this afternoon. Oh, just the thought of making all those videos and thinking. It's the thinking of things to put on there, isn't it? Yeah, I know. So much time goes into it. to get Dad and Charlie it. dancing in front of the still or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, after a couple of gins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then all, yeah, and on Instagram you got like the reels and the stories and this yeah. and that, and you're like what do you do and you know it just takes it's a full-time job isn't it? It, 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 it well it is for some people isn't it <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah i think well i'll think about that when we get our instagram back <laughs> yeah sorry again i'll stop mentioning <laughs> <laughs> go to link go to uh, linkedin yeah yeah or go to the website or email you cool well no thanks very much Thank again you. for coming in it's been uh, interesting and uh Got a bit of a thirst on now. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.